welcome to Speaking of Human Milk, where we give you bite-sized episodes on the latest science and innovation surrounding human milk. This podcast is brought to you by Prolacta Bioscience, a company dedicated to advancing the science of human milk. I'm your host, registered dietitian Kelly Hawthorne, and for our very first episode, I am excited to be joined by Dr. Martin Lee. Dr. Lee is adjunct professor at the Fielding School of Public Health at UCLA and professor of internal medicine at Charles R. Drew University of Science and Medicine. He is also the VP of Clinical Research and Development at Prolacta Bioscience, where he leads all clinical research and development activities. He's authored and co-authored more than 200 scientific papers and is considered a leading expert in the field of human milk. Dr. Lee, thank you for joining us. Well, Kelly, thank you for having me, and I'm honored to be your first guest. It is great to hear your voice. I wish we were together in person, but over the phone uh, through the podcast is just as good. So it's our pleasure to have you, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in. For this episode, we wanted to get into the earliest research that influenced our understanding of the importance of a human milk diet for preterm babies. Can you tell us what were some of these earliest studies and what they revealed? Sure, no problem. Well, relatively large-scale randomized studies in human milk as far as its effect in low birth weight babies were first conducted in the 1980s. And these were led by Indira Naranyan in India and Alan Lucas in the UK. And this laid the groundwork for showing that the exclusive use of breast and donor milk provided a diet that could prevent the major morbidities, particularly infections, and even mortality associated with prematurity. However, given the dietary needs of these infants for significant amounts of protein, calories, and other macronutrients because they're born so premature, suggested that additional supplementation of their diet was needed. The first published attempt at human milk fortification uh, came about from work that was done by Modanlu and colleagues in 1986 and demonstrated better in-hospital weight gain compared to a non-fortified diet. However, this and subsequent fortifiers were made from cow's milk. It's really incredible to think of how far we've come um, and, and how this science has developed. Can you talk about how this work uh, previously from the 1980s culminated into the idea of switching from a fortifier made from cow's milk to one made from donor human milk? Yeah, um, you know, this, these pioneer findings regarding the importance of a strictly human milk diet and the significance of fortification that provides the necessary nutrients for the development of the premature infant led to the idea that a fortifier made from human milk would then, for the first time, allow for a completely human milk diet for these babies and could provide the protection afforded by human milk with the additional nutrients provided by the fortifier that would then ensure the growth and development of these babies, these very fragile premature babies, without exposure to cow's milk. It's just a wonderful concept. And then how did you personally get involved with making this human milk fortifier with, uh, with Prolacta? Absolutely. The beginnings of Prolacta, where I was there from the beginning um, in uh, the turn of the 21st century, almost 20 years ago now, we knew that it was theoretically and practically 
possible to produce a concentrated human milk formulation that could serve as this fortifier that we've been talking about that was made for, from human milk for human milk. The concept, however, had been proposed earlier by researchers such as Alan Lucas in the UK and, and Stefan Polberger from Sweden. But the issue for us was to work through the specific procedures that would ensure a nutritional product that could consistently be used in these infants, these premature infants, who might benefit from it. Furthermore, it was really important to produce such a product in different caloric strengths, simply because these babies need um, different amounts of nutrition depending on when they're born and how large they were, and therefore provide the necessary protein content depending on these needs. Through the determination of efforts of a small group of manufacturing quality and medical personnel over a several, several year period, this goal was finally achieved right around, I would say, about 2005. Wow, I'm, I'm so thankful for the vision and determination that you and your colleagues had. It's such a huge advance in nutrition for these uh, fragile, premature babies, as you said. And, and I think back to the first study that I was a part of uh, in our NICU, uh, back in that, the first trial about the human milk fortifier back in, uh, published in 2010, and that's almost already been 10 years ago. So if you could uh, remind our listeners, what did we learn from that first study? Well, as I just mentioned, Kelly, much effort went into the production of those first batches of the Prolacta human milk fortifier, which was called by, eventually called by its trade name, Prolac Plus. However, it became clear to us from the beginning that it wasn't just enough to produce such a fortifier. The idea made sense, the, the concept of a completely human milk diet made sense, but it was important for all kinds of reasons, not the least of which it was sound science to do well-designed clinical trials necessary to convince the neonatal community that a completely human milk-fed diet was medically better than the standard approach which used both human milk and cow's milk from both the fortifier and from formula. And so this approach was what we were thinking about at the time the studies began in 2007. Now, what we did at that time was we realized that there were two types of babies that were born, if you will, in, in the NICU, those that were going to get milk from their mother and those that were not. And so we did two separate studies that were performed in parallel on infants born under 1,250 grams, the most vulnerable of these babies. Both studies were performed as randomized trials to ensure the best and most scientific design to evaluate the complete human milk diet compared to one in which cow's milk-based nutrition was used as the supplement to mother's own milk when it was insufficient nutritionally for the baby. What we found was quite significant from a clinical and a statistical perspective. In the study for which all babies initially received their own mother's milk and for which there were a total of 207 participants, we found an unbelievable 77% reduction in the overall incidence of necrotizing enterocolitis or NEC when babies were fed nothing but human milk-based nutrition. Moreover, the rate of NEC requiring surgery was reduced eightfold. It was virtually eliminated in this study. The second study where the babies didn't get milk from their mother for various reasons, similar findings were seen. And by the way, this was in a much smaller study because it's very difficult to find those babies. There were 53 of them in total. 
but we found the same thing and also a clinically important reduction in the number of days the infant required parental nutrition. Finally, when both of these studies were combined into a sort of meta-analysis, we discovered a fourfold reduction in mortality and a clear relationship between the amount of exposure to cow's milk. In other words, how much of cow's milk was in this baby's diet from the moment they started getting enteral nutrition till when they were discharged. We found an increased risk of late onset sepsis and other key facets of prematurity. It, it, they're really remarkable studies. And I know those initial studies laid the foundation for Prolacta's work to show that the uh, exclusive human milk diet can decrease neck and these other negative uh, outcomes like you just mentioned, days on TPN and late onset sepsis. For me as a NICU dietitian in particular, that's been really rewarding to see uh, for this patient population. Uh, how about you? What what about this research do you find most rewarding? Well, it, it's 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 a great question, Kelly. Um, you may or may not know I've been in clinical research for uh, for about forty years, and I've got to say that this has been the pinnacle of what I've been able to work on and what I've been involved with, and I've had the privilege of being able to to help in this regard. And I think it's important to recognize that the hallmark of one of the hallmarks of what we've been doing here at Prolacta is trying to assist medical personnel in the neonatal intensive care units around the world to save their patients from the devastation of prematurity. Indeed, what we say at Prolacta, and this is, and we mean it, and this is what we do every day, we work to save babies. And it's interesting to note a, a little anecdote I want to tell you is that every year for the past few years, every employee around the holiday season gets an ornament. And on this ornament, there's a number on it. And I, I, I'm always fond of making this point. Last year, that number was 665. Now, what does that number mean? Well, this turns out to be, based on the data from those studies that we just talked about, Kelly, this is an estimate of the number of babies whose lives were saved that year from the work that everyone involved in this research and everyone involved in the hospitals and, and, and people like yourself and the physicians that you work with, this is the number of lives that were saved in providing a completely human milk diet. For me, this is the culmination of the work we all started almost 20 years ago, and that means most. That's that's means the most to me. Well, that just just gives me chills that 665 babies were saved last year in 2018. That's that's incredible, and and that doesn't even account for all of those other negative outcomes that. Uh, that don't lead to uh, mortality issues, but, uh, but oh goodness, the, the work that uh, Prolacta is, is accomplishing is just amazing. So that brings me to um, kind of my, my final question here for you is, is what's next? What's next on the horizon for infant nutrition? Well, I'm glad you asked that question too, Kelly, because one could have thought that Prolacta, those of us at Prolacta that have been here from the beginning could have said, you know, we've accomplished a lot and that's, that's good enough. I mean, that's where we could stop and say, we're helping premature babies. But one of the things we recognize here all along is that our ability to collect human milk and to make it available in various forms to infants in the NICU made us realize that that resource can be applied not only to premature babies, but to other types of infants as well, who also suffer 
from the time they're born and could benefit from a human milk-based diet. And so a few years ago, we started looking around at where we could help. And there are babies, as you well know, that are born some preterm, some term, that have various congenital issues that necessitate almost immediately that after birth, they go on to surgery. And because of that, their nutrition is critical because they can't feed very well. And so we found out, we worked out a formulation, a specialized formula that could help in their nutrition and recovery post-surgery. So we're currently working on studies in infants born particularly with cardiac and gastrointestinal defects to demonstrate this proposition. We don't do this because these are huge populations. As you know, Kelly, very rarely do you see a baby born with, for example, single ventricle physiology, where um, they, they need that cardiac, that, 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 uh, that open heart surgery almost immediately after birth. There's probably 2,500 born totally in this country every year. But because we know that our specialized human milk fortifier that we could make could support their growth and recovery, we decided to go ahead and embark on that on that study and see what see what could be accomplished and whether that would help these babies grow and develop like every baby deserves to grow and develop. And so really, at the end of the day, the idea of potentially helping any infant with this precious gift of human milk is what Prolacta has always been about and will always be about. And so I really appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to you about that. Well, that sounds very exciting and very promising, and I look forward to hearing a lot more about that, um, for, especially for these uh, cardiac and babies with GI defects as well. I think uh, it's a really great and promising new area. So thank you, Dr. Lee, for joining us today and sharing with our listeners how Prolacta got started and where the idea of a donor human milk-based fortifier came from. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Speaking of Human Milk, powered by Prolacta Bioscience, a company dedicated to advancing the science of human milk. For more information on the company, visit prolacta.com. Also, the links to all the studies we discussed in this episode are in the description. Until next time.